0: Thank you for tuning into The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and we're back here
1: again with my good brother and God's servant, Drew Suttles. And today we're going to discuss Psalm 127. So if you've got a Bible or you're able to to get a Bible or you just simply want to listen, uh, Psalm 127, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Lo, children are in the heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak uh, with the enemies in the gate. So drew. We're going to break this down into, into three parts. First being the that first verse, accept the Lord, build, or accept the Lord, keep, etc. The second part we're going to break down is is verse 2. It's vain for you to rise up early, uh, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. And then finally, we're going to talk about the blessing. Uh, children are in heritage of the Lord. So, accept the Lord, build the house. Accept the Lord, keep the city, uh Drew, you've got anything that you want to discuss on that? Yeah,
2: um, there's a lot of, of things just when you dive into this psalm at the get-go. I love what, in my Bible, I've got the heading, you might have it too, laboring and prospering with the Lord. I think that's a really awesome way to to introduce this psalm. Uh, Brother Tom Wakecaster, one of our instructors at Memphis School of Preaching, entitled this as the Builder Psalm. and He had a really good quote. He said, we are taught that those who seek to build houses, cities, empires, churches, and even families do so in vain without the Lord as their guide. And I thought that was pretty powerful when you think about the word unless or except. If you don't have the Lord with you, it doesn't matter what you try to build, whether it's an empire, whether it's a city, uh, certainly a church, no other foundation can any man lay than, than Christ, but your family. And you think about building a family, and both of us, we're, we have young, you know, our families, we're trying our best to build that. If you don't have the Lord behind it, uh, then it's going to be vain or empty. In fact, the word empty or the word vain means empty or useless, and it's found three times in the first two verses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're coming at this, and we're because the psalm sort of hints at this being a family thing, though you can make the application uh, to be uh, more worldly I guess for lack of a better way to say it because we know that there are many kings who, who have who have risen and also have fallen because even though God uh, appointed them, he set them up according to Daniel, he set them up for a specific reason though they did not uphold his, his will and continue to abide in his will, he would bring them down, just like we read about throughout uh, first and second Samuel, first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles. So we can come at it from a physical perspective that like Drew mentioned, you're whether you're building an empire, whether you're building a a city or building a house, a physical house, etc. But let's take it from the perspective of of the family. So when we're talking about the house, we're talking about the household of um the household and so you have to include or you need to include God we know that that many families they can get by without having the lord but what is going to be the end of those families we see a lot of families fail we see children grow up and they live lives of misery the spouses they live lives of misery And there could be many reasons involved in that, but they all stem back to because they don't have God involved. God is not in their lives. He is not in the building of the house.
2: That's right. You know, and and I think about, uh, like you said, they can get by, but it's in the end result, if the Lord doesn't build it, like this Psalm teaches, it's in vain. I think something that's powerful is, You think about building the house, and it it says they labor in vain who build it. Who's the they? Well, certainly you do it with the Lord. Like you said, you got to have the Lord with you. But also this shows the value of husband and wife working together as they build the home. You know, the husband has a role, the wife has a role, and both of them must be uh, in subjection to the Lord because that's where our God-given roles, of course, come from. Uh, You know, what's interesting. The word husband comes from the word house band.
1: That is interesting. The
2: husband is the one who puts the band around the house. It's the one who helps to build it. And as this psalm suggests, the one who helps to protect it. So you build the house and you guard the house. But the word house, the word city, as you've mentioned, we can certainly insert the word family.
0: You you build a
2: family. You guard the family. You've got to do it with the Lord on your side. If not, it's empty. But, you know, we mentioned the word they again with the Lord. You know, the psalmist says, come and let us magnify the Lord together. Think about building a marriage on that right there. Building a marriage centered around Jesus, centered on the Lord. You labor together with the Lord as you strive to build the home. And so the, the, the role of the husband is extremely important, but also the role of the wife, the role of the mother. We don't need to, to uh, neglect that either.
1: Yes. And, and today there's a lot of families. There's a lot of broken families. Yeah. And it's, and it's a sad, and it's a sad state. And whatever the condition may have been to, for, for that circumstance to arise, we don't know there are many things and, and you may be in that situation as well. And it may have, uh, you, you know, what has happened and it's not to say it, a single mother can get by a single father as well. If, if his, if his wife has, has gone down a path that certainly is is not good for her and, and that he certainly does not need to go down and he is wise enough to recognize that or maybe she's passed or maybe the, the wife's uh, spouse has passed as well. They can do, but they also can only do well with the Lord and that sure. and I, I do believe that that's the key here is that it doesn't matter what condition or what state that you're in. As long as the Lord is involved, he has to be there. Absolutely. And <clears throat> get just getting by is not going to be enough for anybody. You can you can build a house and, and you may know somebody or you, if you've ever been involved in construction of any and any in any way, then you've probably come across people who love to cut corners. Mm-hmm. And when you get into that house and you're wanting to make repairs or or if you're wanting to to build your own house, you recognize that when you cut corners, it may it may stand for a time. But the maintenance is going to you're going to have a lot more maintenance involved rather than if you just went ahead, did it right from the start, did it right from the foundation. And then your house is going to stand for for ages to come.
2: Absolutely. You know, I found an outline from Wilmington's uh, study Bible and he had the foundation for a successful family verses one and two. And then the fruits from a successful family verses three through five. And so Mm -hmm. you just mentioned that if you don't have the foundation. You're going to constantly be trying to tweak this and tweak that, but it's never going to flourish. Exactly. But if yeah. the foundation, if the home is built on the Lord, that's when you can be fruitful and successful.
1: Exactly. Well, I, we, we can reference this. How does one build on the Lord? Oh, wow. <laughs> um,
2: my first thought goes to Matthew, Matthew 7. Exactly. Uh, the yeah. end of that Sermon on the Mount. You know, you think about the end of the sermon is what you want to really drive home. After all that Jesus preached, what did he drive home? Building your house on the Lord. The wise man builds his house on the rock. That's the foundation uh, of truth. You exactly. think about uh, very quickly, Matthew 16, you know, I, and I say unto you, that you're, and upon this rock, I'll build my church. What is Jesus talking about? The bedrock of truth that he is the son of God. Mm-hmm. So that bedrock, that that bedrock of truth has got to be our foundation for our homes.
1: Exactly. And going back to the close of the Sermon on the Mount, he said the, the wise man is he that, that he, the one who builds his house upon the rock is he that heeds and does. That's he right. listens and does his teachings. And not just those teachings there on the Sermon on the Mount, but also all of the teachings that we find throughout God's word. That's right. We need to keep those as well. Amen. So uh, we, we need to move on, but I do want to take the time to discuss. So it says, accept the Lord, keep the city. And we were talking about uh, the role of the father and that he is to 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 ban uh, the house. And I often as well view the father as somebody it's like the the, the, the family is set up like a kingdom mm-hmm. to some degree. And you have you have the, the you have the king. And of course, Christ is the king, but he's also given uh, that role, the the stewardship role to the father. So the father rules over his house, according to First to, to Timothy, Chapter three. And then you have the role of the mother. What is the role of the mother? We read about some things that, sh- that the mother is supposed to do in Titus, Chapter two, and this is one of those in verse five, it's one of those m- more misconstrued or there's some misconceptions involved in in keeping the house. The woman is to be the keeper of the house. Well, here in verse one of Psalm 127, except the Lord keep the city. So it tells us what it means to keep. The Bible is its best is, is its own best commentator. And so if we're wanting to understand a word, we shouldn't be uh, coming from a cultural perspective, but we need to look at God and what does he mean by uh, keeping the house? Well, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes in vain. The watchman was the individual who was keeping the city along with the Lord. Right. Now, if the Lord was keeping the city and the watchman was keeping the city, then all was going to be fine, but if the watchman alone was keeping the city, and and then the, the army came and they breached the walls he arose to announce to everyone it was in vain That's right The watchman was the guard of the walls mm-hmm. of the city. he was the protector and so in what way is the woman the the wife to be the protector not? Not in the same sense that the father, the father protects, of course, his wife and that he would lay down his life and as well as his children, if he loves them, he's going to do those things. So he is the protector in that sense. But from a spiritual perspective, she is the spiritual guard. She is the spiritual protector of their house. And sure. Drew, do you have, can you maybe explain a little bit of what that means or maybe give an example of what that means?
2: Yeah. Um, the example from scripture, you mentioned the Bible Bennett's own best commentary. I think about Proverbs 31, you know, the virtuous woman, her, yes. her her children rise up and call her blessed. Why? Because she created an environment where they could come and they can learn about God. That that to me would, is the ultimate role of the wife and the mother. is to have a, a home that's warm and welcoming and inviting, a place that you can come to and know that there's going to be love there. But more importantly a place where you can come back to in your own mind, no matter where you go in life and know that's where I learned about the Lord. That's where I was brought up. I think about Timothy, you know, Eunice and, and Lois and Paul says, I know the faith that's in you but it first dwelt in your mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. And the, and the name Eunice means good victory. <laughs> that's why she was victorious as a mother uh, and as a grandmother, you think about those individuals because they took an investment uh, in their children. And so I would say from that perspective, the woman's role is so important, and we miss that sometimes. Yes, the husband's role, the man's role, extremely important. That's his God-given role to be the spiritual leader. But the woman's role, the mother's role, is extremely important to guard the home and create that warm and welcoming environment.
1: Yes, if, if a woman has created an environment, keeps an environment of love and compassion and also one where the Lord is present then she is certainly being a spiritual protector, a spiritual guard of, of the home. Amen. Uh, so now we, we may not spend as much time on, on verse two. It, he says it is vain for you to rise up early and to sit up late to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep and when we when we think about sleep we think about being slothful and and those two are two separate things God created man that that he has to sleep now granted too much sleep of course can become slothful everybody yep. has their own body clocks however and mm-hmm. some people may only require six hours of sleep some people may only require uh, 10 hours of, or may have to Ooh. have 10 hours of sleep <laughs> children my my daughter thankfully she likes to sleep 10 to 12 hours a day. Well, that's a blessing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. It <laughs> wasn't always like that. Right. But so sleep's not, it's not a terrible thing, but you also can't be slothful with it. That's God true. gives a sleep. And Drew, do you have a, a few passages to reference?
2: I do. And, and you know, something that, that jumps out to me here is the fact that it's vain. Think about the working man for just a moment. You think about a man who is so committed to his job, and that's great. He's diligent about his career. It's wonderful. You rise up early. You sit up late. You work all day. You're focused on your job, but then you eat the bread of sorrows. You say, I- I'm working to put food on the table, and that's important, but it's the bread of sorrows. Why? Because in the midst of working so hard, you're neglecting your family, and mm-hmm. that's the danger of seeking first your job instead of seeking first the kingdom.
1: Exactly. And we just got done talking about building the city or or building the house and keeping the city with the Lord. Yes. And now you're neglecting it.
2: That's it. Well, here here are some some passages. Think about giving his beloved sleep. I think about Jesus sleeping mm-hmm. during the storm. He was at total peace. And I just, I've just i always think about him being asleep. But you think about the Psalm 4 and verse 8. Psalmist says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Notice it's the Lord who provides that safety and the sleep. Proverbs three twenty four. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. And then I love Ecclesiastes five twelve. The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eats little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not permit him to sleep. So if you're working for the Lord, and you're doing those things, you can rest at night and you can have that sleep. And ultimately, if you sleep in Jesus, then you can have that rest. You can rest from your from your labors and your works to follow you. Revelation right. 14,
1: 13. Right. The lack of sleep is usually accompanied by anxiety. Yeah. And, somebody, sure. and, and this is something that I noticed um, when I when I was in secular work. I worked in construction and that when we had a certain job. A pretty a pretty big job that was ahead of us, and I would often, and I know that my boss did as well. Certainly, probably more than I did. We would lie asleep or lie awake in bed at night, thinking about the job. Well, how how are we going to get this done? And. God says that all of that is vain. Right. He gives his beloved sleep. There's no need. Yes, you may need the job that you're that you're doing, may require some calculation. And you may do that while you're lying in bed at night. Mm-hmm. But it should not keep you up to the point that, that you have to rise up early to get the job done. And then you go on to the next. And all the while, you're neglecting what is most important. That's right. So, and you You also alluded to this, but i want i want to carry this over to a spiritual perspective okay. and from also the angle that sleep is accompanied uh, the lack of sleep is accompanied with anxiety mm-hmm. there was a there was an- there was a time before I was a christian when i and I was studying the scriptures I was trying to find the truth and and i w- I was being helped along, but I remember that uh, I knew that I needed to be baptized. I'd read through the gospel according to Matthew. I recognized that I needed to be baptized. That was a commandment. And so I went to the local uh, Cumberland Presbyterian Church and I, I told the the quote pastor there that I wanted to be baptized. And he told me, okay, well, uh, what we're going to do is this Sunday, you're going to come up and when I extend the invitation and then I'm going to pour some water on on your head and uh, three times, and then and then 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 we'll be through. And I was thinking, well, I, I came here expecting to be baptized today. Like we were going to go down to the river and and that I was going to get baptized. But you know what? This man, he knows what he's talking about. He <laughs> knows more than I do. So uh, the following Sunday, I was sprinkled, and then that afternoon, I went and and fed the cows with my grandfather. Uh, not excuse me, not with my grandfather, with my uncle, which also helped in 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 teaching me the gospel. And he he said, Well, I heard you were baptized this morning. I said, Yeah, and he said, Well, what would they do? And I told him and he, he just looked at me with a smirk and he said, I don't I don't think that's how I don't think that's how it goes. No. And I, and I argued with him and, and such, but then later that night, that same uh, statement came racing through my mind. So I went online and started uh, searching different websites and I came to the conclusion that I was not scripturally baptized mm-hmm. and the lack of sleep is accompanied with anxiety. Anxiety is accompanied with the lack of sleep. And I laid awake last night with my heart, uh, that, that night with my heart racing mm. And it was not until I was baptized into Christ that I had that peace of mind. Right now, brother, we need to move on. I apologize. <laughs> uh, so the final few verses of this text, mm-hmm. the children are an heritage of the Lord, and I wish we had more time to speak to really dive into that. This is the this is what I wanted us to get to the meat of the matter. Uh, so. Children are an heritage of the Lord, and I quickly want to state that sometimes we have to remind ourselves what a blessing our children are because they can give us headaches sometimes. Mm -hmm. I know Drew having four beautiful children. I know that he can attest to that, but I also know that he knows how much of a blessing they are. Drew, quickly, do you have anything In regards to this.
2: Yeah, there's three words that jump out to me. Um, Having the opportunity to be a father is wonderful. It's a wonderful privilege. But with that great opportunity comes a great responsibility. Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 4. That's directed to fathers. But look at the blessing and look at the victory. If you raise up your children who grow up to be faithful in the Lord, that's what it's all about. Just like having those arrows in your quiver, you're ready to go to battle. Having those children that will grow up to be faithful, that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. And before we close, uh, there's the idea throughout this Psalm that as parents, we're but stewards right. of of this blessing, of this heritage that that God has given us. And as stewards... We have a great responsibility to keep care of what he's given us. I remember a story quickly of of a a brother who, when his his first child was born, he looked at it and he saw how beautiful it was, what God had created through him and his wife. And he was smiling at her and he looked at her hands and looked at her toes and counted 10 fingers and 10 toes. And he thought, perfect. And then he realized that's exactly how God wants. It to come back to him. Amen. That's right. And while we can't make sure that they're going to remain perfect throughout their lives we also have the obligation and responsibility to do our best. Amen. Drew, brother, I do appreciate you being on with us. And thank you to the listeners for for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please go give Drew's podcast a listening, The Weathering the Storm podcast. He's an excellent gospel preacher, as you know. And if you're listening to us now and you've made it to the end, be sure to rate and review. If you're listening to us on Facebook or through Facebook, be sure to like. And share and also go check out the Scattered Abroad Network page. Be sure to like and share it as well. Thank you and have a good
0: day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork network at gmail.com. That's the scattered abroad network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.